Thank you for joining us on our Living Word Christian Center podcast. You're about to listen to one of our guest speakers. Open up your hearts and get ready to receive a word from the Lord. tonight in the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Man, it is good to be with family tonight. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. Pastor Ruben, thank you for the blessing, the opportunity to be out here uh, to minister and and to just spend time with you guys. Amen. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to be with uh, Pastor Manuel today. Pastor Manuel is my spiritual father. Amen. Today, I'm with my spiritual grandfather. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's all just for the glory of God. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And and so uh, uh, my name is Pastor Sam. I'm uh, uh, out there. Uh, uh, in the church and living word Modesto been up there coming up on five years next month. Amen. And so we're just doing a work for the Lord. Just uh, uh, keep us in prayer. Amen. Uh, so that we can continue doing everything that God's called us to. Amen. And so if you go ahead, grab your Bibles with me tonight and go with me to the book of Acts, the book of Acts chapter 14. And tonight I want to minister a message on staying the course. And I've entitled it strengthening through the stoning. Strengthening through the stoning. Amen. And so in the book of Acts chapter 14, let me get an amen when you get there. Hallelujah. There we go. Come on. Book of Acts chapter 14. We're going to read verses 1 through 7 and then we're going to skip down to verse 19. And so in the word of the Lord right here in the book of Acts chapter 14, it starts off. In Iconian, they entered the synagogue of the Jews together and spoke in such a manner that a large number of people believed, both of Jews and of the Greeks. But the Jews who disbelieved stirred up, stirred up the minds of the Gentiles and embittered them against the brethren. Therefore, they spent a long time there speaking boldly with the reliance upon the Lord, who was testifying to the word of his grace granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided, and some sided with the Jews and some sided with the apostles. And when an attempt was made by both the Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to mistreat and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Lyconia, Lystra, and Derbe, and the surrounding region. And there they continued to preach the gospel. Now, if you go down to verse 19 through 22 with me, the word continues on and says, But Jews came from Antioch and Iconian, and having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. But while the disciples stood around him, he got up. Somebody say, he got up. He got up and entered the city. And the next day he went away with Barnabas to Derbe, And after they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconian and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying through many tribulations, 
We must enter the kingdom of God. Let's pray, church. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for your word, for your grace, for your mercy, for your presence in this house, Lord. For everything, Lord, that you've already done, Lord. Uh, for the clearing, Lord, of the atmosphere, Lord. The stirring of our hearts, Lord. Tonight, Lord, let us have ears to hear what your spirit says, Lord. You have your way, Lord. And I decrease so you may increase, Father. We ask you, loving Lord, that tonight, Father God, let your people be encouraged. Let them be edified, Lord. Let them be corrected. Let them be whatever you want them to be tonight, Father. But let this word fall on good soil, on good ground, Lord, so that they may, may bear much fruit, Lord, in the time of tribulation, Father. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're going to do tonight. And in Jesus' mighty name, we all say amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering with me one more time. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And see right here, amen, is a very, very important, powerful portion of scripture. Amen. Uh, the word of the Lord right here is letting us know that uh, uh, Paul and Barnabas had been in a place, had been in a city, and, and they began to minister, and they began to share the word of God, and they began to testify of all the goodness of God. But how many of us know, amen, just like now, whenever you're around and you're maybe uh, uh, sharing about the goodness of God, there's going to be some haters, amen? Anybody got some haters in the house? Hello, amen. If you ain't got no haters, I'll lend you some of mine, amen. It'll be all right, praise the Lord. That way you won't feel empty-handed, amen. I'm a sharer, hallelujah, amen. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you borrow a hater or two, amen. But, but you got to understand that Paul right here is in a place that he was encouraging, amen. He was encouraging and he was letting people know of the goodness of Jesus Christ, amen. He was letting them know that, hey, we're in a place where uh, uh, we need to trust in the Lord and not trust in religion, not trust in man, not trust in anything, but we need to believe and we need to receive Jesus Christ into our hearts, not just in the good times, but most importantly in the bad times. Most importantly when it hurts. Have you ever uh, been in a place where you're serving God, but it hurts? All right, three of us tonight. Hallelujah, amen. The rest of you guys, you're going to get hurt. Hallelujah, amen. I'm not praying that on you, but it's coming. Amen. But I want you to know and I want you to understand tonight, amen, that even though you're doing the good thing, you're doing the right thing, you made a decision to give your heart to Jesus, to serve him with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength, there will be people embittered by you. There will be people, amen, that don't want to hear the good news of the gospel of Christ. There'll be people that don't want to see you succeed, don't want to see you change, don't want to see you do something good for the Lord because all they want to do is, is come against you and see you fail. Now, does anybody have any haters? All right, come on, somebody. Amen. You got to come to a place of understanding that the Lord right here is, is using this as an example in this season, in this time that we're in of staying the course. Because if you believe that staying the course is going to be all rainbows and lollipops, I'm telling you right now, that's not the way it's going to be. If you want to receive and you want to see the goodness of God, you're going to have to prepare yourself to endure some affliction. You're going to have to prepare yourself to go through some hell, to come out refined, amen, to come out, amen, praising God, to come out with the glory of God all over you, to come out with the place, amen, where you got a praise on your lips and nothing in your life can shut up. See, in our walk with God, we will all have moments of exception and opposition, and not from people, but from within ourselves, church. Not from what uh, uh, others may accept, because I'm telling you right now, I don't care what other people got to say, amen? I'm in this business to please God, not people, hallelujah, amen? 
And so you're going to come to a place where you're going to witness for yourself you being tested, you being challenged, and you understanding are you going to be willing to accept what's going on or are you going to oppose what the Lord is trying to do in your life? See, acceptance is a, a willingness, amen, to tolerate a difficult and unpleasant situation. You, you got to be in a place where you say, okay, Lord, if I got to suffer, let me suffer in you. If I got to go through some hard times, if I got to go through some difficulties, if I got to be rejected, let me be rejected in you. Because I know you'll be my sustainer. I know you'll be my refuge. I know you'll be my fortress. Amen. But we don't always live that way. Hallelujah. Sometimes, amen, we get a little chueco. Amen. And we fall into the place of opposition. Not being opposed by people. But, most, but, but being opposed by ourselves against what we know we need to do for the Lord. Opposition means resistance expressed in action. And how do we resist? We don't pray how we know we should be praying. Amen? Don't get quiet on me now. Amen? We don't read how we should be. We, we don't show up to church when we should be showing up to church. You used to be the first one here when you first got saved. Amen? And now you show in right after a tithing offering. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, you show up at the last. And it's not us. It's the church up the street. Praise the Lord. Amen. It ain't nobody here. Amen. But we got to come to a place of understanding that opposition is going to hit every single one of us. There'll be something in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit. Because I'm telling you right now, you can have the goodest of good hearts in this place. Amen. But your heart is still wicked and deceitful above all else. Yes, you may have given your heart to Jesus, but God is still working out some schemers out of us. Amen. Oh, there's still a whole bunch of Jacob inside of us sometimes. Amen. And we've learned, amen, to operate in the Jacob spirit. We've learned to operate in that schemer and that conniver and that creating our own blessing and putting a Holy Ghost stamp on it. Amen. Oh, that's just in Modesto, I guess. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Not here in La Mirada. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that happens up north. Amen. <laughs> I hope, see, my church ain't watching this right now because they're in service right now. So I can say all these things. <laughs> see, but it's in these moments where we need to make a decision to keep our commitments of staying the course. It's in these moments where life gets hard and when things get uh, tough and they get rough that we got to stick to our decision of, you know what, man? The day that I cried out to Jesus and he pulled me out of the muck and out of the mire and out of the clay and he set my feet upon a rock, amen, and I made a decision to, you know what, Lord? I don't want to just uh, uh, use you for this moment. I don't want to just use you as my bail bonds agent to get me out of trouble. Hello, somebody, but I want to serve you. I want to give you everything. See, in 2011, I went into the men's home with Pastor Manuel, and I went in there with a 30-day plan. My plan was to sober up, to eat a little bit, which I kind of overdid. Hello. Amen. <laughs> Don't be laughing at me. I see you too. Amen. <laughs> Turn on the lights. I'm going to start pointing people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wanted to sleep. I wanted to eat. I wanted to rest, and I wanted to sober up. My, my sister-in-law lives in Huntington Beach. She told me, Sam, uh, be sober for 30 days and you can come live with us in Huntington Beach. And my plan was, okay, I could do that. I could do 30 days. How many of us know we can do time? And, oh, now all of a sudden you don't know how to do time. All these, tat all these tattoos on your neck and all this other stuff. I'm talking to the sisters, amen. And all of a sudden you don't know how to do time, amen. Come on. Amen. I thought, okay, I could do 30 days and I could go to Huntington Beach and, and get a little job and smoke a little tweed. Hello, somebody. Amen. And I could chase white girls in Huntington Beach. Hallelujah. That was my plan. But Jesus, hallelujah, began to do something inside of my heart. 
I slept for about a good four or five days. Nobody woke me up because I was scared I was going to hit them. Hello. Amen. And when I got up, I began to read. I began to do some things. And I began to understand that my plans got to go. And I got to trust in what the Lord wants to do in my life. Amen. And, 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 and five years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Modesto, take over a church and do what God's called me to do there. Amen. See, staying the course isn't just in what you're doing now. It's in what you enduring what you're going through now so that God can bless you later on with his course, with his plan. Where's your commitment at is what I'm trying to let you know. Amen. See, the staying part is our decision. The staying part is, okay, Lord, this is where you call me. This is where you're doing your work. This is where you're refining me. This is where you're preparing me. The course part is God's will. You got to understand that you got to stay and make a decision to do what God's called you to do so that you can live out God's will. Amen. We well, come on, somebody. You better give God some praise because you're in it. Amen. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If you've accepted Jesus Christ and you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is going to lead you into a, 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 a man, a Holy Ghost roller coaster that you don't even know if you're going to be upside down or right side up. You're going to be all twisted. Amen. But you know that God is on your side and that's what matters. The commitment. Amen. We can't just be interested in staying the course. Oh, when, when it's convenient to us, when it's OK. Amen. Men's home. Uh, see, I could talk mess because I was in the home. Hallelujah. <laughs> when only when we want something, when we're trying to build a bridge back into a place, I'm telling you right now, if you're in the house of God and all you want to do is build a bridge, you're not serving the course and you're not staying the course where you're supposed to be. You got to come into a place where you say, hey, Lord, you know what? I'm going to let go of all my plans and I'm going to allow you to direct my steps. I'm going to allow you to do what you got to do inside of me. I don't only want to serve you when it's convenient to me. You're going to get to preach tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to pray today then. Hallelujah. I'm going to fast today because I got to preach tomorrow. Hallelujah. That's not the way it works. Can I hear you say amen? I know it don't look like I fast much, but I do. Amen. I fast until I figure out where I'm going to eat lunch. But I fast. <laughs> It's because my sugar gets low. Amen. <laughs> you got to understand, amen. It's not a, a staying the course. It's not a matter of convenience. It's a matter of commitment. It's a matter of decision. It's a matter of uh, you accept whatever's going on in your life with no excuses to try to run away. See, Pastor Ruben uh, told us one time, amen, that a man of excuses is a man of lies. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I serve a God that's truth. Amen. I serve a God, amen, that is the way, the truth, and the life, amen. I know that I, when I begin to try to make excuses, amen, and I'm not following God's way, I end up looking like a way. Hello, somebody. Amen. I, I end up leaning on my own understanding. I end up making mistakes. I end, up, I end up being in that place, amen, where I'm being stupid and not answering to correction. Nobody here can I hear you say amen. All right. Praise the Lord. You can't be a man or a woman of God with excuses, See, we have a pastor that when he says 7-Eleven or snake eyes, it's not just a saying, it's a way of life. Hallelujah. Amen. And so since we have this man of God in our lives that is following Christ, you best be following him as he follows Jesus. Amen. Because he's the one that's letting us know and he's the one that's leading us into a place where if he can do it, we can do it. Amen. 
And it's because we have the same DNA, we have the same anointing, we have the same spirit of God that at one, that, that moment, amen, that lifted up Pastor Ruben's countenance and he said, I got to keep doing what God's called me to do. See, we're in this house and we, we chicken out for some of the most chicken reasons ever. Amen. I, I, the Lord just went, er, don't cuss, Samuel. Amen. <laughs> Be the last time you come here for a while. Amen. <laughs> Pastor Ruben going to put me back in the men's home. <laughs> I want to go back to the men's home, Pastor. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. God bless the men's home. Can I hear you say Amen. Men's home's a place of preparation, amen, where it turns, amen, the, the useless into the useful. Hallelujah. What was I saying, Pastor? Okay, amen. <laughs> so we get into a place, amen, <laughs> where we cry and we run away because we get afflicted into things that aren't really affliction. See, last year, amen, uh, 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 I'm, I'm a single man, Amen. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, amen. Look me up on Christian Mingo, hallelujah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, last year, amen, I, I was talking to, the, to, the, to this woman of God, amen. Uh, uh, man, on paper, she looked good. In person, she looked really good, hallelujah, amen. She loved the Lord, amen. She was full of the Holy Ghost. She had all of her teeth, hallelujah. She had good credit score, amen. She had a job, amen, hallelujah. And I was like, Lord, I know you do, you do doing your will. But there came a moment where God said, you got to let her go. See, there's a lot of things in our lives that God is telling us we got to let go. Amen. And because we choose not to let it go, you start to get afflicted. And because you start to get afflicted, amen, you start to weenie out. Hello. Nobody here, praise God. I, I almost weaned out. Amen. I told Pastor Ruben, I was like, Pastor, I didn't know how I overcame that. And, and he had to let me know. It's because of the grace of God. It's because of the presence of God. It's because of obedience. Amen. I had to listen to Pastor Reuben. I had to listen to Pastor Manuel. Man, I had to remind myself if I left my mama, amen, in Chino to go to Modesto, ain't no worried about no woman. God will take care of me when it's God's time. Amen. And just like you today in this house, whatever is your thing going on, amen, whatever your affliction is, whatever the Lord is letting you know to surrender, you best surrender or you will be in a position of affliction for longer than you need to. That's staying the course. Amen. That's staying the course. That's keeping uh, a strong to the end. Amen. To the end of the race that God has called us into. See, staying the course means to pursue a difficult task to the end. It means to continue a, profit, a process even though it's difficult. It means to persist in action and to remain in the plan. Like I said, staying is our decision. Uh, the course is God's will. You got to do what you got to do, man of God, woman of God, to make the decision that I'm going to serve Jesus with everything I got. There ain't no plan B. Can I hear you say amen? There ain't no other way. There's nothing else that we can do. Amen. The world don't want you back. Hello, somebody. Amen. Once you've came to the knowing grace of Jesus Christ, there's no going back. There's nothing different. You just got to hold on. You got you to gotta, uh, uh, just keep fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. And understand that the Lord is going to get you to a place where he wants to deal with you. See, Paul here in Scripture was in a place, amen, where he was ministering to people and there was people being saved and there was people rejecting the mission, amen. And he wasn't getting weird because of a little bit of, of people, amen, that were uh, being offended by his preaching, amen. I'm not offended right now, hallelujah, amen. Some of you guys are looking at me all, amen. It's all right, it's going to get better, amen. 
We don't, you, you, you can't get offended, amen, when people don't want to hear what God uh, uh, wants you to say, amen. You can't uh, run away and bow away when, when people don't want to receive the message or when people are being mean, amen. See, we have to remember that we're sanctified soldiers. Can I hear you say amen? There is a calling of God over your life from when the Lord Jesus, amen, thought of you, knitted you in your mother's womb, put every hair on your head, amen, when he uh, pulled you out at the right time, that the day of salvation, that he washed you clean and he set you on a, on a road, on a pathway, amen. Every single one of us here has been sanctified, amen. You've been washed clean, you've been blood bought, amen. You are royalty, you are a priesthood, hallelujah. You're a peculiar people, amen. See, peculiar means strange. Hello. Amen. But it also means with favor. You got the favor of God over your life. Amen. You got the favor of God over your life. So you got to move in that favor. You got to understand you're a sanctified soldier and not a sissified spectator. Hello, somebody. Amen. You ever notice, amen, that it's always the ones that aren't doing anything that talk the most. Amen. The ones that are all I would. I would have stacked the chairs differently. Amen. I wouldn't have cooked that way. Amen. Oh, I don't like how they're picking up the offering. If I was the pastor, if I was this man, just shut your mouth if that's you. Hello. Amen. Little Monday morning quarterbacks. Amen. Sitting there, sitting there watching sports, talking about, I would have caught that. Bro, you get tired. You, you lose your breath, tying your shoes. Hello. <laughs> Amen. All those people that were opposing Paul and Barnabas were sissified spectators. They were on the outside looking in. They wanted what they had, but they didn't have the unction, amen, to let go of whatever their life was and to die to self and to receive Christ in their life. And so because they were haters, they started speaking hate to others. And they started to rise it up into other people and started to change their mind against what the man of God was saying. Amen. And they got into a point, amen, where they seen what was going on and they said, hey, we're going to have to get out of here. Not because they were being weenies, amen, but because they knew that their time was up in that place. Yeah. See, you got to understand, amen, that as a sanctified soldier, amen, you don't quit, but you endure. Yeah. See, my first point tonight is your endurance in staying the course is determined by your reliance. Amen. Yeah. Your endurance in staying the course is determined by your reliance. See, verse 3 of our opening scripture says, Therefore they spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord, who the Lord was testifying to the word of his grace and granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. See, you got to endure, you got to suffer patiently through some things so there can be some miraculous things happening through the hand of God through your life. Amen? We're just vessels. Can I hear you say Amen. We're just vessels that contain the power of God that are, are used, amen, as, as mouthpieces that are used as the hands and feet of Jesus to be able to lead, amen, the unlovable into a place where they receive the love of God, where the love of God covers a multitude of sins, hallelujah, where there is no fear in the love of God, where the love of God casts away fear but gives them a, a, a spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind, amen. We're those vessels, but you, you're not going to be that vessel if you can't endure. You can't be that vessel if you don't have a reliance. And you can't endure if you don't have a reliance on God. Reliance on your knowledge. Your knowledge ain't nothing. Amen. It's papas compared to what the Lord wants to do through your life. Amen. I don't care what school you went to, what, what place you went to. Amen. If it's all head knowledge and not heart knowledge, it's useless. Amen. 
If, if it's all just a place, amen, where we're all, well, the, the, the Greek says this and the Hebrew says, man, take your Greek and your Hebrew to another joint. Hallelujah. Amen. If it ain't the Holy Ghost, amen, and it ain't the Holy Ghost speaking through you with direction, through endurance, through being a, a, a tested and tried, amen, in your faith, amen, it's all just going to be words. It's going to be empty words. It won't be impactful, amen? See, one of the things that I love about this ministry, not just because I was birthed in this ministry, but because I've seen the fruits of this ministry, is that because of the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, it's impactful into people's lives. There is change in this house. Can I hear you say amen? There is change. There is a difference, amen? And you got to understand that you're a part of that change, and you're going to be a part of someone's change in someone's life when you allow yourself to be the power of God. When you allow yourself to be that vessel, amen, that at the right time begins to speak edification to someone. People are tired of getting beat up with words. People are tired of getting uh, spoken down to. When you begin to speak life into somebody and you begin to see the goodness of God begin to envelop inside of them, man, that's a blessing right there. But it's where your reliance is at, church. It's what you're relying on, amen. See, reliance means the dependence on or trust in with full confidence. What, what, that you understand that, hey, Lord, you know what? You've gotten me through it once. You're going to get me through it again. Hallelujah. You, you, you've led me, amen, through the desert. You led me, amen, through storms. You led me through all these dry valleys, through all these uh, places where I didn't think I was going to make it. But I know who you are. I can endure through this trial because I know that you're with me. Hallelujah. You're going to be my reliance in my life and nothing else is going to pull me away. See, to rely, it means to bind together. You got to come to a place in your life where you make a decision that it's not just going to be you anymore, but it's going to be you and God. It's going to be you and the Lord, and you're not going to let go of God for no reason. But you're going to trust in him with everything. The book of Numbers, chapter 30, verses 1 and 2, the word of the Lord reads, Then Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes of the sons of Israel, saying, This is the word which the Lord has commanded. That if a man makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to bind himself with a binding obligation, he shall not violate his word. He shall do according to all that, he pro that proceeds out of his mouth. Amen. See, we're in a season right now where we don't need talkers. We need walkers. Can I hear someone say amen? Well, we need men and women of God that are going to uh, uh, tighten up that Holy Ghost uh, belt of truth, amen. That are going to pick up that shield of faith, amen. That are going to sharpen that sword, amen. And they're going to do what God's called them to do. We don't need people that know how to run their mouths, amen. Or talk out of their necks, amen. Or talk out of their cachetes. Hello, somebody, amen. <laughs> amen. We need people of God that are going to stand firm in the things of God. Hallelujah. We're going to be people of God, amen, that know how to lift up the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ over anything that's opposing them right now. Hallelujah. That's the place that we're in. Amen. That's the place that we're in. My second point tonight is staying the course needs to be a constant reminder of I have to do what I have to do. Amen. There is no other choice. Amen. Like I said earlier. You got to understand that in the good, in the bad, and in the ugly, in the dry desert, not just by the river, in the valley of the shadow of death, and not just in the blessing of the mountaintop, you got to decide that, you know what, Lord, I am not going to rank out. I'm going to serve you with everything I got. And this is my, this, maybe some of you need to be reminded tonight. Amen. You need to be reminded of the holy calling that you've been given over your life. 
Maybe you need to be reminded, amen, of the, the goodness and the good plan that God has. The word of the Lord lets us know in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he knows the plans that he has for you, amen, to prosper you, not to harm you, amen, not to be in a place, amen, uh, of, of you're going to be all jacked up and all messed up and all beat up. Yeah, that's Paul. that was Paul's calling. That brother got afflicted more than anybody I knew, amen, but he had to go through the stoning so that he can go through the shaking off of the viper. Matter of fact, he had to go through the stoning so he can go through the shipwreck so that he can go through the shaking off of the viper. Amen? The reason why some of us try and we fail is because you're not willing to die to self. You're not willing to remind yourself that, hey, this isn't the life that I want to live. It's got to be the life that Jesus wants me to live. See, Paul and Barnabas were in a place where they were mistreated and they tried to stone them. Amen? So that's where they moved away. They stopped casting their pearls among the swine and moved on. In that first place in our opening of our scripture. See, but that was discernment, not judgment. Amen? Discernment made them move on and keep staying the course they were called on to. Sometimes you got to realize that you can't keep, uh, and I don't want to say wasting your time because the Lord's word never comes back uh, 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 void. Can I hear you say amen? But you got to understand there's going to be a time and there's going to be a place where people don't want to hear what you got to say. And so you just got to kick off the dust off your feet and keep moving on and keep pressing on. Don't Be careful, amen, for time wasters. Be careful for uh, uh, people, amen, and situations and moments in your life that are going to try to grab your attention and grab your focus. And nothing you develop there when the Lord's trying to tell you, hey son, hey daughter, look up and look away. Look up and begin to see what I'm trying to lead you to. And that's what Paul and Barnabas did. They got away from wherever they were at. They, they did what they did. They ministered how they ministered. The haters hated, amen. Some people got uh, saved, amen. And they moved on. They moved into a new place. And so in verse 19 of our opening scripture, it says, But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and have winning over the crowds. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. I want to remind somebody tonight, amen, that your haters will follow you more than those that are faithful to you. Those, amen, that want to see you fail, those that want to see you struggle, those that don't want to see you make it, make you, make it, amen, will follow you more than those people that want to see you succeed and want to see God move through your life, amen. And so you got to understand that if you're in a place, amen, where you have a reminder and you've made a decision that, you know what, God, I'm going to do what you call me to do, God, you lead me. God, you uh, be the one who, who takes me into that place where I'm trusting in you, where I'm believing in you. Amen. See, my third point tonight is staying the course has to do with your perception and your perspective. See, in the last place they preached, they were rejected but left safely. And now the message in this new place in, in Antioch and Iconian was accepted, but Paul was stoned and left for dead. They drug him out. Yes, they wanted to hear what he had to said. Yes, they amen. Yes, they dang dang and spoke in tongues and all this good stuff. Amen. <laughs> amen. But they still drug him out and stoned him. It's your perception, church. Amen. See, perception is your ability to see in a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something. See, we, we could fall in love with people, amen, that amen us and high-five us. And man, that was a good sermon and that was a good word and all these other things. And we can fall in love with the accolades of man. But you got to make a decision. Are you going to be a, a, a person that wants to hear a, a good job from a man? Or do you want to hear a good job, faithful servant, hallelujah, enter into my rest? Amen. 
You got to come into a place where you understand that your perception, what you see, can't be what stops you from moving in what God wants for you to do. See, turn to your neighbor, poke him in the eye, and tell him we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Don't poke nobody in the eye. Amen. Well, Pastor, you just told us to. All of a sudden, you want to listen. All of a sudden, we choose to be obedient. Amen. <laughs> you got to understand, amen, that life, amen, could get ugly sometimes. It can get hard. Amen. All kinds of things can rise up in your life and become rebellious to what you know you want to do. Amen. And, and you got to understand that we don't walk by faith. We don't walk by, I'm sorry, we walk by faith, not by sight. Not by what's in front of us. Our perspective, amen, can't stop what God has called us to do. Our, our, our vision, amen, needs to be fixed on the cross, needs to be fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that for our, amen, for, our, for what we needed endured the cross so that we wouldn't grow weary and quit, amen? See, the word of the Lord lets us know more than 86 times in the Bible to not grow weary, to not grow tired, to not grow faint, to not let your heart be in a place where you know what, this is getting too hard, I can't do this no more. That's a lie. Can I hear someone say amen? amen. And the devil's a liar. Can I hear you say amen? amen. But so is your flesh. Hello. Your flesh will make you feel like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I've tried it so much. I've tried it so long. All of a sudden, amen, we get too soonitis and don't want to be patient for things. I've waited long enough, Lord. Amen. I've waited long enough. I gave it two and a half months and you still haven't done anything, Jesus. Lord, I fasted for 22 minutes and my miracle hasn't came. Forget all that noise. Amen. Believe in what the Lord wants to do in your life and hold on tight. Amen. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 2 says, Every man's way is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. See, it's all about motives. Can I hear someone say amen? amen. You could be in this house right now and you could be showing good motives, but God will expose bad motives. Amen. You could be in, the, in this holy house tonight, amen? And I'm not saying that you're being uh, malicious and you're being vindictive or you're trying to be a, a, a sneaky snake or anything like that. But sometimes we think what we're doing is right. Sometimes what we think that we're doing, amen, is, is okay, amen? Sometimes what we think is a scripture and we adapt it to our motives, amen, begins to change what God wants to do in our life. And here we go moving in what we think is right. And God's looking over you like, hey, tonto, where are you going? I'm over here. I've called you over here. You led yourself on your own understanding. Get back into a place that you're not walking by perception, but you're walking by perspective. See, you got to remind yourself that at Paul's conversion, he thought he was doing everything right in his own eyes. When the Lord, amen, uh, uh, knocked him off his high horse, amen, and, and told him, Paul, why are you afflicting me? Why are you coming against me? Why are you coming against what I want to do in your life? That brother had no choice but to bow down, amen, to the presence of God and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Amen. Uh, this is the San Fonseca version of the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. But the brother, amen, had to, had to change his, his, his vision. He had to be blinded, amen, and he had to learn how to be led. See, a lot of us here in the house of God, the reason why we struggle so much is because we haven't learned to be led. We haven't learned to listen to the voice of the man of God behind the pulpit. We only want to hear it when it's good things, amen, when it's blessings. Pastor, only preach on the things about blessings, amen. Who here wants to be blessed? Okay, only four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all right. The rest of you guys, okay, Amen. You want to know why you don't want to be blessed? Because blessing comes with obedience. Amen? 
Matter of fact, the word of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 says, If you are willing and obedient, amen, you shall eat the best of the land. But if you, if you rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. That's why it's hard to hear the word of God sometimes. That's why it's hard to receive it because you know what to do, but you don't want to do it. Don't, 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 don't shut me down right now, amen? I'm trying to break something off, amen? I'm trying to let you know, amen, that even though, amen, you raise your hands and you can be holy, there's always a little bit of that uh, old man in there trying to come in and pervert, amen, and twist up what God really wants to do in your life because you think you know it all. Perspective, amen, can punk you out of your calling. You got to remind yourself perspective means an attitude toward a way of regarding something. In other words, it ain't the way that you think it is the way that God shows it. It's a true understanding of the importance of something. Amen. See, in verse 20 of our opening scripture, the Bible lets us know. But while the disciples stood around him, he got up and entered the city the next day and he went away with Barnabas to Derby. Amen. See, Sometimes, amen, uh, disciples can be around the man of God, can be there, and they can see uh, the man of God uh, uh, just beat up and just stoned and just, man, I don't know what's going to happen right now. And, and there can be some people, amen, that can make a decision to get up and move away, to get up and just, oh, man, I, I was following them, but I guess uh, uh, this is the end of the road. Amen? Or there can be those disciples that, you know what, man, we're going to stick around because we know we serve a God of miracles, we serve a God that sustains us. We serve a God that strengthens us. We serve a God, amen, that his grace is sufficient in the moments of our weakness. And these disciples waited around. They held on, amen, and they were watching and they were praying and they were, they were man, come on, Paul. We believe in you. We believe in what God is through into you, doing through you, amen. You got to ask yourself tonight, what kind of disciple are you going to be? See? This church needs spiritual sons and spiritual daughters. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Come on, somebody. Can I hear you say amen? amen? There's no time for spiritual bastards right now. Not in this war that we're in. See, a spiritual son and a spiritual daughter is a disciple that's willing to be influenced by. That's willing to listen, willing to respond in what they're being encouraged in. A spiritual bastard is one that has the appearance of, but is not genuine. Isn't real. Amen? Amen. See, our church is called Living Weird, so you got to stop living weird. Uh, living word, not living weird. Amen? <laughs> Hello. It's living word, so stop living weird. All that talk about stoning got me messed up. Hello. <laughs> Gave me cotton mouth. <laughs> what kind of disciple are you going to be? See, Paul's ability to endure the moment. Amen. I love how Paul refers to it as a light and momentary affliction in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Light and momentary affliction. It's nothing compared to what God wants to do in your life. The glory of God that he wants to show through your life. See, he stayed the course to encourage the disciples that were with him. And as we stand to our feet tonight and we get ready to bring this to a close. Verse 21 and 22 says... After they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening. They, made, they, they, they strengthened those disciples, the souls of the disciples there, encouraging them to continue in the faith. In other words, to stay the course and saying through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. 
See, the Bible, Jesus said it himself in the Gospels, that not just because you've uh, said the sinner's prayer, or you accepted him in your heart, will you be saved. He says that those that endure to the end shall be saved. Those that don't quit, those that stay the course, those that fight the good fight of faith, amen. And so tonight I encourage you, amen, to stay, stay the course. Keep being strengthened even though you may be getting stoned. Not that way, hello. You may have people, amen, that are rejecting what you're trying to say. You may be trying to reject what you know you need to do. But in the presence of God, there is peace, amen. In the presence of God, there is joy, amen. In the presence of God, there's forgiveness. And so tonight, with every head bowed and every head closed in the presence of the Lord, if you're here tonight, maybe you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to accept Him tonight, amen. We want to give that opportunity. Or if you're here tonight, and maybe you have received the Lord, but you haven't been serving how you know you should be. You've been more interested instead of committed. There's been things that have been holding you back, and you just want to rededicate your heart onto the Lord. If that's you here tonight, you want to give your heart to the Lord for the first time, or you want to recommit your heart to the Lord, go ahead and raise your hand, because I want to pray for you. Hallelujah, the Lord sees those hands. Hallelujah, the Lord sees those hands. Anybody else? Praise God. And right there where you guys are at, man of God, I want to call you guys up, amen. Come on up to the front, amen, because I want to pray for you guys. Those of you guys that raise your hand, come on up, man of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And right where you're at, just repeat after me. Father, I come to you tonight in Jesus' mighty name. And I ask you, Lord, to wash me clean. Fill me with your spirit. And lead me, Lord. Father, I believe that, you, that the, your son died for me on the cross. And on the third day rose again. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord.